This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Good evening and welcome to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio. Tadeo Irirangi Onatangata O Manawatu for another Tuesday night. This is the voice of reason, Sammy G, here in the NPR studio, joined live via internet magical magicalness by Mr. JK47. Yeah, boy, I'm here. And his tag team partner in gunship, the one and only Ray Gun. Hola, que paso? Pia, pia. Yeah, I said it. Uh, so, Jay wasn't here last week, but he had a very adventurous weekend. So we're going to recap some some shows that, that me and Ray weren't in attendance for. Uh, and maybe if we get time, we'll, we'll talk about another show as well. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, so That was your worst intro ever, Sammy. It yeah. was such a downer intro. You're not even talking up the show. You're just like, yeah, um, we're going to do this stuff that we weren't at, and then maybe if there's time, we'll do it. You're not really selling it to the fans. Well, your turn. Go on. No, this is your job. I'm color commentary, bro. If I did such a bad job, then uh, then you want to one up it, then you know this this is your chance. Jay, would you like to do a better job than him? <laughs> <coughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we've devolved to. No. Okay, here we go. I'm scared to All say right. anything because the, last week we put like both of these shows over I'm and then they the changed. And, yeah, but I'm trying to do the intro. You're just talking over the top of me. How unprofessional. Doesn't want you to do it better than him. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Done. Okay, right. So this weekend, I got the privilege of going up to Maniac United and IPW, Impact Pro Wrestling in Auckland, for the very first time. I hadn't been to an IPW show, so I was really, really excited about this. See, I'm already better than Sammy J. Uh, You're cutting it like even a better. promo, too. I wish our fans could see this. You're cutting it like a oh, promo, yeah. too. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I'll just turn my, photo, turn my phone around the other way, okay? Just so, you know, because you've got to be you got to be up and down um, <laughs> for a promo, don't you? Anyway, but, yeah, no, it was a really, really... It was actually a really cool weekend. So I got to do a, um, I got the fly up, took the boss up with me. So it's pretty cool. Shout out to Princess Paris. She she come along for the ride. Um, we also had Jed as the clown with us, which was funny. It was it was an experience trying to get him through airport security. But anyway, um, I'll tell you a story off air about that. Um, but yeah, no. So we start. Yep. We, yep. This body cavity searches to the works. Anyway. Um, so we, we started off, Maniacs United had a um, 12 o'clock show. Um, you know, pretty cool. I, I do love the concept of like an afternoon show. Um, it's just it wasn't the best um, afternoon to be having an outdoor show as well. Um, a yeah, little bit of drizzle, you could say. Photos, it looked very overcast. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Um, I was involved in a tag team match and while on the apron, I was getting rained on. Um, only mildly, but it was nice. It was nice and refreshing. Um, but, yeah, no, it was it was a really, really cool show. They had um, 
So it's their underground eight. Um, so there's a massive big 10 year anniversary show. They had every single match had a stipulation. Um, it was like a collective who's who of New Zealand professional wrestling at the show. You had yeah, Bogan Jesus. Everywhere. Yeah, they had Bogan Jesus on there. They had that idiot Robbo, the Mahan Cream Puff um, Smith or whatever his name is. Um, they had yeah, the big man himself, Jamie Tangata Essay, was there. Um, the Vine Saviour was floating around, even Father Shaw. I had a good chat with Father Shaw. Uh, it's pretty good. And um, little unknown fact, Sister Olivia was here as well, but don't tell anyone. Um, had a good chat with her too. Um, yeah, Spartan was there. There were lots of people there. So anyway, I'll, I'll recap the matches for you. Um, started off the match, they had... I'm just trying to remember. Now I'm going to mind blank. There was a tables match. It was the first one. I'm Triple trying threat. to remember who the hell was in the tables match. It was in a table match. Who was it? Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Danny Octane, but uh, he couldn't make it. Uh, so I believe it was Evan Crow uh, versus yes, the right. Fabulance Lance Adams. Yes. And there the was returning a, Fabulance. And the third participant was Zach Hale. Ah, yes. Okay. That's right. Now, Bear with me, I was in the next match, so I was actually getting ready. So that's why I didn't, you know, I wasn't too keen on that. But that was, uh, that was really, really cool. It was a really awesome way to start the show. Um, like I say, I wasn't watching as intently as I could have. Um, but you could hear the crowd, and, and the crowd were get, definitely getting into it. Um, so, which was really, really cool. Um, I'm... Gone mind blank again. I'm really, really good at this, aren't I? I can't remember who won that match. Evan Crow. Um, I, yes, I believed it was Evan Crow, but I wasn't 100% certain. Under dubious um, circumstances. Yeah. yeah, well, it's Maniacs. It's, uh, it's Evan Crow, you know. He's not the Evan Crow he used to be. Um, so let's just say he's sort of turned to the dark side a little bit, I think. Um, but we'll have to watch the space on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the second match was a tag team gauntlet match for the uh, New Zealand Professional Wrestling Tag Team Titles. Pretty sure I got that correct. Um, and first teams out were the Mali... Uh, there's... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mali Maniac. Uh, yep. Marley Maniac, that's a... Well, I was trying to think Maniac Marley. No, that's not right. But anyway, yeah. And then Marley Dark Maniac, Marley. Marley. Dark Marley, yep. Um, they came out and they took on the team of Shay from Christchurch. And Victoria from... And Victoria, yes. Um, who done really, really well. Uh, they put up a really, really good fight. That Shay is one powerful lady. Um, she was picking up those maniacs and throwing them around, um, which was quite cool. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, the, the Marlies picked up the win on that uh, one there. And so out came the second team, um, which happened to be, uh, well, Bogan Jesus and myself. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, that was the main event of the evening, and everybody went home afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
did, did you have a collective yeah, name? No. Like you've usually got like the Super Spartans or the Super Girls. No, we didn't. Um, but I managed to um, get the Bogan Jesus to come out to Princes of the Universe. Nice. Um, so I thought that was quite cool. Excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. So he said, pick the music. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so just the thing. We had, yeah. So we had, he was an official member of the gun cabinet for one night only. Um, unfortunately, we, we, we didn't uh, secure the win on that one. Um, and, oh, God, this is really, I'm really bad at this. I can't remember who came out after us. Fashion and passion. Um, yes, that's right. For returning fashion and passion. Now, uh, Tyler Chase, funny story about him. We're sitting there at the run meet, the, the production meet. I'm wondering who the hell the scruffy guy is just hanging around the edges. And um, didn't even recognize Tyler Chase. I felt really, really bad. I apologized to him afterwards. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Well, last time I saw him, he was a bit of a pretty boy. This time, he's just like a hairy bushman. But anyway, <coughs> what happened when you don't see each other for a very long period of time? COVID um, does that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, those two, was, they were not successful to carry on. So here we are. With the the Marlies are still in this, ta- this gauntlet. And then out comes the Tenefa atrocities. 2.0. Why Cherubis? Well, Cherubis was there, and his tag team partner was none other than the manager of managers, the, the king of the managers, Cam Corbin. And it put it this way Cam Corbin bumped his little ass off, and he dished out as, as well as he got. And, um, well, unfortunately for the Marlies, uh, Cherubis is just, well, I'm going to be honest, he was the powerhouse between the team. Basically, he destroyed both of them. And, um, yeah, 10 atrocities uh, retained, well, technically retained their titles um, and are still the New Zealand professional wrestling tag team champions. Cam Collins cool. is brain. Cherubis is yeah. brawn. Yeah. Um, uh, we also had uh, the first ever casket match in New Zealand. Which was supposed between... to be involving rough guts. Yes, but unfortunately he was unable to attend. So, well, they inserted Divine Saviour here. Um, and it was really, really cool. The casket was already at ringside. Uh, it's beautiful casket, beautiful white casket. It was really, really nice. And, um, yeah, so to made it to the ring, James Shaw proceeds to grab the microphone and, and, and spit some wisdom on the um, – oh, literally spit some wisdom, actually, on, on the crowd. Um, I couldn't really tell because it was raining a little bit, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and these two had an absolute banger of a match. Um, it was – Backwards and forwards, like I know I've said it before on the podcast, but that Phoenix Italian is amazing for a guy that has had. I yeah, I'm pretty sure he's probably I think he's probably eleven matches deep now. Um, but he is just he is so athletic. He is definitely you can tell he studies the the sport and and the moves and and everything like that because some of the stuff that he does he he puts you know 
five year veterans to shame. Yeah, speaking as a five year veteran. Anyway, um, <laughs> he he open, at one stage there. He opens the casket, ready to get get it ready to put James Shaw in there, and then you know you're going to get really get a pop out of this, just like the phenom, the Undertaker himself, a man sits up from the casket. It was Father Shaw. Dun, dun, dun. Great. Holy water into uh, Phoenix Talion's eyes. And, yeah. And so that was, that was quite a surprise because, well, he must have been in that casket the whole time. Nobody saw him going in there. So, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so he was in there for a while. Um, funny story I hear about him playing snooker on his phone while he's in there, but anyway. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, Phoenix Stallion did a flying crossbody from the casket inside back into into the ring, <laughs> um, which was really impressive. Um, yeah, hadn't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody jump out of a casket. Um, well, especially not in a wrestling match. I haven't seen it in real life either, but, you know, um, the last thing you expect somebody in a casket to do, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it could be the new trend coming soon. Um, but yeah, um, well, long story short, well, Phoenix Talion was, um, overcome by James Shaw and was pushed into the casket and the lid was shut down, meaning, um, James James Shaw Shaw. won the first ever New Zealand casket match. And then four druids came out and carried off the, uh, casket. Yeah. Which is... As all Pretty phoenixes cool. do, they rise, and we'll get to him again a bit later on. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm trying to think what was match number four. Last man standing. Ah, uh, yes. The, the last man standing between JT Hollow and the big man Jamie Tangataese. Now, been a massive fan of Jamie Tangataese for many, many years. Um, watched... All of his footage that I could get my hands on. Uh, first time I've actually ever got to see him wrestle live. So it was quite a treat for me. Um, really, really incredibly nice guy. Probably too nice for the wrestling business, if you know what I mean. Um, really, really nice guy. Until his music plays. Um, that guy is so impressive when he comes out for his music because he's he's a big boy, but he's a nice big boy. But as soon as that music hits, he, he changes. Laser focus. Bloody impressive entrance. Yeah. Um, and but JT Hollow um, is a big boy himself. So this match was full of some big hits. It spilled to the outside at one stage. It was flying crossbodies. So both two big athletic men. Um, yeah, Jamie Tangatese managed to, to score the win on that one. Um, but... JT Hollow may not have um, won the match, but he certainly won a hell of a lot of respect from a lot of people in the wrestling circles and also the fans. Um, anybody that can stand toe to toe with Jamie Tungadese, it's got to be pretty good. Yeah, so then um, I believe was intermission. I think. Uh, yeah. As I say, it was a pretty chaotic day, and it would help if I'd had my run notes in front of me, but I don't. So I'm, I'm winging it, um, calling it on the fly, calling it out there, brother. That's, that's what I'm doing. 
can't do it in my matches. I can't do it on podcasts either. So I'm very consistent. <laughs> um, uh, I, I can. But yeah. Yep. Carry I, on. I can give some you can guidance. Fill in some blanks. Uh, yes, that would be great. The Battle Royale. Yes, the Battle Royale. For the Jackson uh, Shield. Yes, because, well, of course, um, part of the conditions that um, Vic Craig would he, um, agree to defend his title against um, Just Plain Evil was that she relinquished the Jackson Shield, um, which she semi-reluctantly done. Um, but like she says, just um, getting her hands on Vic Craig was... Um, more important to her than the title. So she, she she fought so hard to get the Jackson Shield in the first place, and she surrendered it. So therefore, it's up for grabs. Um, so they put the call out. Um, uh, I actually got to watch this match because um, I wasn't in it, which was, you know, I was happy with. Um, but, yeah, and the names, names in there, the Bogan Jesus was in there. Um, James Shaw was in there. Cherubus was in there. Um, who else was in there? Uh, Spartan was in there. Vic Craig was in there. Um, was Spartan in there? No, Spartan wasn't in there. Um, Jitters the Clown was in there. Um, one of the Marlies were in there. Yeah, so there was quite a few names in there. Um, Kartik? This was, yeah. Kartik, Kartik was in it. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, this was, um, this was a good little match, actually, for 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 better, better roars go. Um, there was a couple of forearms thrown, a um, couple of chops, uh, a few big moves in the middle, um, and then they got down to the final four, which um, uh, oh, oh no, I, I've skipped this most important part. Oh, jeez, I'm terrible at this. When James Shaw came out, he brought the casket out with him. <laughs> Just. He, he proclaimed he was going to not only throw everybody out of the Battle Royal, he was going to throw them all into the casket. Don't know how they were all going to fit in the casket, but he was going to make it happen. Divine magic, I don't know, but you know. Um, but before he could finish his sentence, the casket flew open and out sat Phoenix Talion and inserted himself into the Battle Royal. Um, so, yeah, fast forward, final four, Jitters the Clown, Phoenix Talion, Cherubus, and James Shaw. Uh, James Shaw tried to uh, plead with Cherubus to be his friend mm-hmm. um, after trying to convince Jitters and Phoenix Talion to, you know, hey, you know, the bygones be bygones. It didn't work. So he tried to hide behind Cherubus. Cherubus just basically pushed him out of the way and then proceeded to beat the crap out of uh, Jitters the Clown. Um, Jitter, I'd like to say Jitters put up a good fight, but... Yeah, Jitters got pummeled. Um, and when Jitters got chucked out over the top rope, well, Phoenix Talion attacked Cherubus um, and managed to throw uh, Cherubus out, leaving James Shaw and Phoenix. Uh, James Shaw to, yeah, basically he, James Shaw snuck up behind both of them as Phoenix Talion got Cherubus out. James Shaw flipped. Um, Phoenix Talion over, who did the old skin the cat, never been seen in a Royal Rumble or a Battle Royal, and he managed to flip himself back into the ring, grab James Shaw and throw his divine backside out of the ring, and he is now the new Jackson Shield champion. Um, to a massive pop from the crowd, as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, 
yeah, so it was quite a cool little battle roll. It was nice to see Phoenix Italian win his first title. Um, I saw an yeah. awesome photo uh, on we, social media of uh, yes, him taking just getting to that. the shield yeah. to his to his father's statue. Yeah, yeah, because let's let's you know we we tend to do on this podcast we Break sort of the drop fourth the fourth wall, wall a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Phoenix Italian is in fact the son of legendary rally driver Possumborn. Um, and yeah, so he he took the shield, and had he his caption was had to show him this, and so he showed his dad his first title, um, which was yeah pretty cool. Um, as a massive rally fan as well as wrestling fan, I, it tugged on my heartstrings. That did. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal talent, and I think it'll be the first of many titles to come. So yeah. Uh, then we had the one above all championship. Pick your poison. The one above all. Ah, yes, the pick your poison match. That's right. Uh, Albesto was in this against Horace. And... Uh, Hustler and Chalky were advertised. Yes, yes, yes. Hustler was in it. Um... And I believe um, I'm trying to think who the fourth person was. Well, I can say it wasn't Chalky. Yes, no, it definitely wasn't. Kartik. <laughs> oh, yes, no, it was Kartik. That's right. Um, yeah, well, basically, they all had to pick a weapon um, for this. Um, yeah, it was really, really cool match. Um, Albesto came out with a baguette. <laughs> of bread which um, seems like a weird weapon to have um, but the first time he hit somebody with it it burst open and it was full of thumbtacks <laughs> yes um, Horace came out with light tubes um, yep Some, uh, I think it was Kartik came out with a um a, a fishing net, a long pole with a fishing thing on the end of it. Yeah, well, you know, unique thing. And I think Hustler had the old bat, you know. So, yeah, no, it was quite cool. Um, Horace managed to, yeah, stove off his a uh, his opponents and and retain the one above all title. Um, but yeah, yeah, but it sort of it set the scenes for the matches to come, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the strap match. Ah, the strap match. Now, this was, yeah, Bogan Jesus taking on unified heavyweight champion Robbo the Cream Puff Smith. Okay, no, it's Dreamboat, but, yeah, both of it just sounds completely wrong to me. Um, Yeah, so basically, as as strap matches go, they're tethered together with a long strap. Um, you must touch all four corners in succession to win the match. Yeah, there were a lot of whipping. There was some unique moves with the um, strap. Um, at one stage there, they managed to be on either sides of the ring post on the outside and doing the old tug of war, which um, <laughs> the dream boat lost and proceeded to eat a face full of um, corner post. Um, 
crowd kind of liked that. Um, yeah, again, went back to some with more whipping. There was a cool little camel clutch with the strap around Boga Jesus's neck. Um, yeah, it was it was a good match. Bogan put up a a pretty decent fight. Um, I thought he was going to win it quite a few times, um, but every time he'd sort of get to buckle number four or number three, he'd just go reach out for that fourth one, and Robbo would pull him back. Um, a bit of a low blow, and then Robbo managed to uh, get all four and retain his title. Dirty. He's getting up there in the length of his reign as well. I mean, admittedly, COVID sort of screwed Unified a bit there out of making him defend it. But, yeah, he's he's had that belt quite some time now, hasn't he? Yes, he, he has. And, and I'll be honest, I uh, didn't think he was going to have a reign this long. Um, I don't think anyone I thought, did. if anything, he was – I think if anybody – if anything, I thought it was going to be a um, – Next show, here we get his comeuppance. But he, I'll, I will give him give him credit. Um, he's probably about the only intelligent Australian because um, he's doing something right, um, and he's managing to tweak the rules and twist and turn them and use them to his advantage. And um, yeah, he manages to retain his titles. It's because so, he's working with Rusty yeah. Blade. And I like I like as well how for the entirety of his reign, for the most part, he's almost. I mean, he's tried to duck everybody, but he's only really got himself into situations where he was quite confident he was going to pull it off. And he's pulled it off, but I don't think any of those matches were have been as easy as he thought they were going to be going into it. No, no. He, he, he certainly doesn't lack in confidence. Um, and, and most of the time, that's a good thing. Um, but other times, yeah, it's just damn cocky. And sometimes being cocky bites you in the ass. But he's been lucky so far. Um, but, yeah. Um, I still haven't forgotten me smashing a pebble over into his face. So, you know, he, he's on my list of evildoers I must uh, have a word with. Thwart. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, the submissive match. Ah, the submission match, which was Spartan versus... William Cutting. Really? Yeah. Now, this was... This was actually pretty damn good, this match. Um, of course, two big heavy hitters. Um, neither of them really known for their submission moves. No. Um, so, it was... It, I didn't know what to expect. Um... You know, I've, you know, made no bones about it. You know, he's one half of the Super Spartans. Always, you know, Spartans been my boy from day one. Um, always been a fan of Will Cutting. Don't really like William Cutting. Um, but, you know, um, I admire what William Cutting can do in the ring. Um, his attitude and, and choice of friends, different story. Um, but both these boys can go. Um, and they put on a clinic, um, some Big hard hits, multiple submission attempts um, were done by both of them. Um, but yes, yeah, Spartan ended up picking up the win. Um, so yeah, we might just mention that to Redacted quite a lot. You know, hey, yeah, maybe get a U tapped out chart next time we see William Cutting down on CBW. Oh, that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was all the matches. So I think we can move on. 
Uh, we mm. will go to a quick break. Oh, was there here. another one? There was, but we will have to get to that after the break. So stay tuned to hear about the main event from Underground 8. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Welcome back to Pipe Bombs and Headlocks here on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio. Today, Erirangi Onatangata o Manawatu for another Tuesday night. This is still the voice of reason, Semi G, still here in the NPR studio. And I am still joined by uh, the gun cabinet members, Mr. JK47. Hi. Oh. And. Oh, and he calls me unprofessional. And that was the voice of one ray gun. You ruined it. You ruined it, Sammy. We were going to play swapsies. Nobody you ruined t- it, Sammy. Nobody tells me nothing. Uh, so before the break, Jay was giving us a rundown on Maniacs United's Underground 8, their 10th anniversary show. Uh, and there's just one more match to go. And, and it kind of feels like saving the best till last. Yeah. Yeah, well... The main event, of course, uh, for Underground 8 was none other than the, uh, the Death Maps Reaper, Rugged Vic Craig, defending his New Zealand Professional Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against JP, Just Plain Evil, um, in a death match. Um, yeah, yeah, this, uh, I've, I've gone on record before saying, Death matches aren't my cup of tea. Um, I think it was actually Underground 7 that I mentioned that. Um, but, wow, um, I have to say that um, Just Plain Evil has probably the biggest testicles in New Zealand professional wrestling. Um, she gave, She's going against Vic Craig, who has just come back from a double shot with Deathmatch Done Under in Australia, who does some unbelievable crazy stuff in the ring. And she literally went blow for blow. At one stage in the match, there was about 20 light tubes on the canvas, and they did a trade-off with light tubes. Um, There was... um, barbed wire uh, wrapped around bed frames. There was, yeah, light tubes and and more light tubes. Um, there skewers. was the, the skewers. Yeah, but Craig did the old skewer spot to Just Plain Evil. Um, who, if anybody has seen recently, when she teamed up with Kirby... Um, who was also in the Battle Royal, by the way. I just just remembered. Um, nice to see Kirby again. Um, cool kid, that one. Um, told us she should come down to CPW. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, just playing evil had a had a change of heart when she she teamed with Kirby. Um, just became weird so nerdy. Um, but yeah, the old just playing evil was back for this match. She. She was sitting there at one stage there wiping the blood off her and, and cackling in that that manic witchy laugh that Just Plain Evil was known for. Um, that sadistic 
person was back. Um, and and I must admit, she thoroughly impressed me with what she went through in that match. Um, yes, she may have lost the match to Vic Craig, so he retained his um, his, his, his belt, his title. Um, but yeah it was that was it was a match um and and how i'm sorry she might get grumpy at me but stacy you got some balls and and props to you for for doing what you did and and for doing the match and for silencing all the haters and becoming the first woman to be in a death match in new zealand um congratulations you did it with pride um, Phoenix Talion came in after the, the match to congratulate Just Plain Evil um, but he had to, happened to have the Jackson Shield on him because as you do, you carry it around with you everywhere um, which reminded Just Plain Evil that she had to give that thing up to get that match and now she had lost everything so she turned on Phoenix Talion and dumped mm. him onto what was left of a whole bunch of light tubes and everything else that was in the match. Um, <laughs> and then climbed on top rope and proceeded to announce that the bitch was back. So, yeah. I'm now being censored for, for, for saying that, but, um, yeah. No, um, yeah, it was, like I say, not my cup of tea. Um, but, man, um, yeah, you've got to give respect for people that are doing that um because it wasn't watered down it wasn't a gimmicked um death match it was it was a death match so yeah yeah and um she's gone on record saying it, she reckons it was the best match of her career um i i don't know if it was her best match of her career it might have been a lot of fun it might have been a, a a top three of her career um but yeah it was it was it was phenomenal effort no matter what. But, yeah. Uh, and then a ninety minute drive, and then we have IPW's The Eliminator. Yeah, yeah, that was like I say, really, really looking forward to that. Um, I I bought myself front row seats. Me and me and the boss. Um, actually, uh, going to drop some names here. You know, got uh. Seated right, seated right behind us was none other than Joss Kronfeld, um, who was there uh, filming some stuff for The Crowd Goes Wild. Cool. Um, had a good chat with him, got an interview by him and stuff like that. So if you see a good-looking fellow wearing a CPW um, hoodie, well, yeah, that was me. Um, yeah, but um, it was my first IPW show, um, one of the few promotions in New Zealand that I hadn't seen live. Um, did the crowd actually go wild? They did. Oh, but then good. they realised that I was sitting in the crowd with them, so they went, oh, it's just those other guys. Uh, yeah. I, I was just wondering, you know, because it would be, a, like, a bit unfortunate if, like, you've got people from a show called The Crowd Goes Wild there and then your crowd is not going wild. Yeah. Um. So it was... It was it was good. It was, it was, I must admit that no one puts on a show quite like, um, IBW. Well, 
we know some guys that do, but no, uh, IPW show, there's, there is something about them. They, they've been at the top of the game for a reason, um, for such a long time, for a reason. Um, yeah, it was a very, very well, it was a tight ship. Um, so I was very, very impressed. Um, trying, now I'm trying to remember the match cards. I can help you with this yeah. I, I can go no. over my notes from last week, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just trying to... I, I, I'm now, I'm probably going to not get these matches in order um, because, yeah, I just can't remember them in order, um, to be honest. I, I was, I went to the show with all intentions of taking a whole bunch of notes in, in preparation for this. But yeah, um, I got carried away because I was a fan for once. Which is um, nice. Which is nice. Yeah, it was actually really, really nice. First, first, let alone IPW show, but it was the first wrestling show in a whole bunch of years that I've actually just got to sit down. Didn't have to do anything for, wasn't looking after a ring, wasn't looking at, you know, worrying about a match. I was just sitting down having fun. Um, in fact, I didn't even know the finishes of the match. Not that we know what the finishes are, but I didn't know them anyway. Um, Match number one was Horace from Control defending his Kincaid Cup against Spartan Sam Black. That would have been cool. Uh, That was a banger of a match. Um, Yes, I know Horace is also known for his death matches and stuff like that, but that kid can wrestle when he when he wants to wrestle. Um, and I don't know what it is about an IPW ring, but he just gets a little bit more evil. Um, so like the control thing takes him up, takes over a bit. Um, but it wasn't enough for him to retain his King Cag Cup. And I got to witness my boy, the Spartan, um, win the King Cag Cup um, off Horace. So, yeah, yeah, I was very, very happy about that. Um, and then I'm just trying to remember. Uh, looking at the tag team scene because we announced that the Knights of Mayhem was supposed to go against uh, JT and Charlie Roberts, and then next day, as soon as the show's like out there in the world, IPW announces that the Knights of Mayhem can't make it, and so it's going to be Church and State. So what happened with the whole tag division? Well, you 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 jinxed it royally. <laughs> Um, Touching wood from now on, because um, because yeah, after oh, after the Maniac show, um, unfortunately Jamie Tangata Essay suffered a minor in- a minor injury, and he was unable to compete mm. that night. So we've got Church and State, supposedly, you know, going for the tag team titles, but no tag team champions to defend it. So they basically just said, right, send anybody out, and we'll kick their butt. But um, they wanted a all of Church and State, so a four-on-two match. Oof. Because they came to the venue, prepared for a match, and they didn't get one, so they made David Dunn bring out another team. Um, so David Dunn brought out the new blood of Zach Hale and Kid Nova. Um, who, yeah, dare I say, one of the best matches of the night. Um they they basically yeah like we've said previously the, those boys are amazing um, they do some pretty cool offense um, they can take a beating as well um, and we know church and state like to give those out 
Um, and of course, they had the numbers game of four onto two. Um, but some way, the new blood were just too damn good, and they overcame Church and State. Nice. And they picked up the victory. So, yeah, didn't quite go Church and State's way, but, you know, it went in the fans' way, clearly they were. Candy Lee right, taking uh, on. Uh, oh, no, Carol. Yep, I was just about to bring that one up. Candy uh, Lee. Candy Lee versus. <laughs> how many times? <laughs> how many times are we going to talk to each other? Right. Oh, okay. Yep. So, okay, right, Ray, Ray, can you announce this match then? Who was it? Yeah. No, you can't. Okay. No. All right. Okay. So it was Candy Lee taking on Megan Cake. Um. Yeah. Megan Kate, the blast from the past, she has returned. And, of course, she was taking on none other than, than Candy Lee. Um, yeah, this is this was pretty cool match. Of course, Candy Lee had the, the size advantage and the strength advantage, but Megan Kate, she's got that, that, that veteran um, wisdom, uh, a little bit of a mean streak, um, and, of course, a baseball bat. Um, so kind of helps. Candy. Um yeah, yeah, um, but no, this was this was a really really cool match. Even though Megan Kate hasn't been in the ring for a while, six years, um, she hasn't lost. Yeah, she certainly hasn't lost the step. Um, so yeah, this was a pretty pretty cool match. Um, Candy Lee looked to have it um, in the bag when um, out the back a hooded assailant came running out. Um, now I'm going to get in lots and lots of trouble here because. Completely mind blank on the name, but she helped Megan Kate win, and then proceeded to beat up Kenny Lee afterwards. So, yeah, um, that was that was that was pretty entertaining. Um, it was a good match. I had the answer for who that was. I saw this one moment. I need to find my history. No, never mind. Keep talking. I'll bring it up when I find it. Yes. No, it, it, oh, it just it, it slips my mind. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm terrible. Um, like I say, yeah, I was fanboying out all weekend. So, you know, I became that fan again. So um, I was paying attention, like I say. Um, but, yeah, there was just so much going on. Whilst whilst we're talking about the women's division, Amber Saint also defending the title against Brittany. Yeah, yeah. Now this this was good. This was good. Um, obviously, the IPW Women's Title on the line. Um, now I'm trying to remember. Is she four time? I think she was. Um, Brittany's been the champion four times, um, so she's going for that fifth title um, against Amber Saint from Control um, with Horace at ringside. Um, yeah. Um, first time seeing um, Amber Saint wrestle in living colour, so to speak. Um, very impressed. Um, she seems to be quite the technical wrestler. Um, she did some really, really cool float over submission holds, which um, actually quite impressed me. Um, Brittany's Brittany, so she's she's uh, a feisty, fiery woman. Who's up for any challenge? So yeah, she was given as good as she could get, but yeah, um, ended up having to tap out to um, Amber Saint. So Amber Saint retained. 
Uh, ooh, options. Do we want to do the New Zealand Heavyweight Championship match or the Eliminator? Let's do, let's do the New Zealand Heavyweight Championship match, and because Eliminator, a little bit, a little bit to say about that one. So yeah, that was um, Jake Sheehan versus the defending Taylor Adams. Cha- yes, defending champion Jake Sheehan versus uh, Taylor Adams. Um, now, as you guys, you guys are familiar with Taylor Adams. Big big boy, um, loving this new new side of Taylor Adams. Um, um, he's uh, a lot more aggressive. He's a lot more calculating, um, which is another thing you can say about Jake Sheehan. Um, but the big difference was is damn can that Taylor Adams strike. His knees, his every, 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 it's no wasted movements. They always say in wrestling, you don't waste your movements, just deliberate movements all the time. That's exactly what he does. And yeah, he was, he was taking it to Jake Sheehan. He, they brought to the outside, even through the crowd. Um, there was times where Horace was out there as well, tried to interfere and got cut off by Taylor Adams. Got a beautiful chop, which just left his handprint on Horace's chest. <laughs> like the whole match, it was just this glowing red handprint. And, and Taylor Adams got sizable hands. Um, so, yeah, that was, um, that was, it was quite cool. But, um, yeah, Jake Sheehan managed to pull out the victory. Um, and and basically, um, I'm trying to remember how this went, but basically they called David Dunn into the ring, told him he was sick and tired of this nonsense and, and, and giving him all these basically hard competitors and stuff like that. He's a champion. He deserves respect. Um, and basically said, what are you going to do about it, David Dunn? Called David Dunn a derogative name. David Dunn then slapped the piss out of Jake Sheehan. And I, I was talking about I was talking about the chop on Horace's chest. Well, yeah, the the slap heard around the world as David Dunn unleashed the fury. Double J. And went, yeah, and when they went to attack David Dunn, the Spartan, the new Kincaid Cup winner, and Charlie Roberts came running out to save David Dunn. Control disappeared onto the stage, grabbed the microphone, basically said, right, this is enough, and challenged David Dunn and the rest of IPW to a five-on-five elimination-style match at Rival Turf next month uh, on the 18th of June, um, where basically the five members of Control will take on the tag team champions being Jamie Tangata SA and Charlie Roberts um, and the Sp- the Kincaid Cup winner, the Spartan. Plus, I hear a little rumour Frankie Quinn might be in the match. Just saying. Um, and then one other person who's yet to be announced, announced. So it'll be five on five. If Control win, they get all the gold. But... If the IPW team wins, control must disband immediately. Ooh. So the stakes are pretty high. So mm. yeah, that was that was how the IPW night ended. 
I know we've sort of shuffled it around a little bit, but it's a pretty cool way to end. Control-Alt-Delete. makes me really... Yeah, it makes me really excited about the June show. Um, so so much I might actually have to go up to that one myself. But, yeah. Should we talk about the match the whole dang show was named after? I was going to say, mm. I, I can't help but notice that we've uh, just kind of slid over the Eliminator. So, seven minutes. Yep. Okay, seven minutes. Okay, starts off. James Shaw, number one. Ooh. Second person out, Rugged Vic Craig. Nice. <laughs> Bloody cool way to start the match. Um, yeah, you know, I'd say, just like Horace, Vic Craig may, uh, may do death matches, but, man, that boy can wrestle at the same time. Um, number three guns to come out, Church and State's music hits. Number three is none other than Father Shaw. Father Shaw making his in-ring debut, climbs over the top rope, very Sin Cara-like. Okay, I might be embellishing just for (laughs) dramatic effect. Um, Really, really funny. Um, Yeah, basically straddled the rope and it was... Anyway, got into the ring, tried to christen or bless Vic Craig. Vic Craig just basically growled at him, Father Shaw then climbed back over the ropes and eliminated himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, cool way to start it. So they carried on. Uh, fast forward a bunch more. We saw names of like Kidnova. We saw Karthik. We saw JT Hollow come out. Uh, at one stage there, we had all the members of Church and State in the ring, um, basically dominating, taking over the place. Alex Savage comes out basically eliminates all of church and state single-handedly, mm-hmm. um, which was really, really cool moment. Um, meanwhile, we had Vinnie Dunn, Titahi Vinnie Dunn, um, finally got to meet the man. Um, the man helped me help him to help Mitchell to WrestleMania. So that was a really, really cool moment for me. Anyway, I digress. He was out there. Final, uh, he was, final three was Alex Savage, Vinnie Dunn, Will Stone. Anyone knows Will Stone, Vinnie Dunn, part of the David Dynasty. Vinnie Dunn has been imparting his knowledge onto young Will Stone. Will Stone sporting the, the second greatest moustache in New Zealand professional wrestling. Um, Balesman has the first. I'll go on record in saying that. Um, so basically... Alex Savage gets Vinnie Dunn over the top rope. Vinnie Dunn holds Alex Savage. Will Stone comes in with a big boot. Alex Savage moves out of the way. Boom, Vinnie Dunn is eliminated. Oh, are we seeing a split in the David Honesty here? I don't know, but, you know, it's maybe a bit of a teaser. Um, now, anybody that's not familiar with the Eliminator, it's basically a Royal Rumble match, but when you get down to the final two, it becomes a singles competition. So you can win via pinfall and submission. So here we are, final two, Alex Savage, Will Stone. These guys, former tag team champions, SAS. been feuding for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were an awesome tag team. SAS, Savage and Stone, oh, I love them to bits. Remember they came down to CBW, that, that, they're brilliant. Um, Alex Savage has got the best punches in New Zealand, hands down. You've got Will Stone is just one charismatic SOB. Very arrogant. Big chip on his shoulder, but talented not, nonetheless. These two going at it. 
um, basically, um, <clears throat> Will Stone gets the pin. He beats Alex Savage. He wins the Eliminator contract. Um, David Dunn comes into the ring, presents him with him. What does that give him? That gives him the right to challenge for the IPW title anytime he wants. So your the winner of the Eliminator was none other than Will Stone. Hmm. Some pretty big implications there, considering Rival Turf is coming up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and like I say, the, the, the slight little tease, I don't know what's going on here. I have no inside scoop. But, you know, he grabs the microphone. He then demands that Vinny Dunn raises his arm. Vinny doesn't do it straight away. Will Stone goes, I said, raise my arm. So it's just, ooh, just a hint of some tension there. Um, so yeah, yeah, watch this space. Um, I don't, I don't know if anything's happening, but it was a pretty cool moment. Um, yeah, no, it was a really, really, it was a cool show. It was nice. It was a nice show to not be welcomed into IPW. So big shout out to all the IPW crew um, for being so hospitable and so friendly and so welcoming of little old me. Um, yeah, it was nice to feel at home when I wasn't at home. So, and to sit yeah. down and actually watch a show for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one no. question: Was there uh, a handshake at the end between Will Stone and Alex Savage? Show of show. Not that I remember. Okay. No. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. That was that was just for that was just for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no. We have quickly run out of time here on PB&H. Uh, Can I quickly jump in just before you do the big wrap-up? One more thing I need to say. Do it. Just just a, 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 a quick plug for a, a little-known TV program called Young Rock. Oh, yes. Uh, Young, Rock, Young Rock has collaborated with CPW and has none other than former CPW tag champion Slade Mercer is appearing in The Young Rock as none other than Brutus the Barber Beefcake, uh, which is really, really cool because Brutus is one of my favourites of all time. Slade Mercer is one of my favourite people of all time. So, hey, it's fitting. So shout out to, to them. And, yeah, so you've got nothing to do with CPW except for I just want to do a cheap plug and associate myself with The Young Rock. <laughs> um, but, yeah, check out the show. Really, really cool. And a bit of a pop scene, Slade Mercer there. And he's got a sweet mother. But, yeah. I saw the photos of him and his, uh, uh, the promo shots they did for it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, where can we find that in New Zealand? Um, I've got Vodafone TV and it just shows up. Yeah. Um, I watch it on streaming platforms also. Yes. Legally. It's 2023. Sammy, get with the times. I am trying mm. to provide legal means to view these programs that I'm, I am thinking maybe TV on dem- TVNZ on demand. Um, yeah. That's I just a got a search function on Vodafone TV and it pops up. Yeah. If you know, please put it in the comments. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's a nice little segue. Yeah. Uh, at PBNH Show. If you want to email us, show at gmail.com. If you've missed any episodes over the last six months, you can catch me at npr.nz forward slash show forward slash PBNH show. Uh, if you're listening on triple nine AM, 
Stay tuned for the Wrestling Roundup. Uh, we're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Did I miss anything? Ah, you're the one with the list. No, I mean, that's Don't pretty much it. Cool. Uh, in that case, join us again next week from 10 p.m. here on PB&H.